Uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> can't wait to see that guy's bushes big beans, but that sounds gross. <laughs>
uh, when we move in a month and a half. Yeah. But uh, it's still scary and it's, it's, it's a big yeah. deal. I'm like, are we hopping on this too quick? But we have looked at a lot of houses online. And personally, this is my favorite out of all of them. And uh, definitely even better price-wise, especially if we get the offer we put in, like it is very worth it for me at least. Uh, but it's still scary. It's, it's a big deal. I worry that like, I will, you know, we'll get this place and then we'll like get the inspection and the inspection is like mostly good. Everything rolls. And then like the house like splits in half when we like arrive through the yeah. front door or something like that. Like it's Welcome. scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it happens to every two out I of mean, 50 people every um, year. Yeah, poltergeist, right? Yeah, Dude, exactly. You, Ooh. Just, you, just, you just quoted some statistics. Is that something that really happens in Ohio? Uh, in Ohio and Vermont. No, it's, oh, uh, but it's a funny thing. You mentioned poltergeist because we haven't asked if it's haunted. Well, that might be. You never know in Virginia. Well, that's, uh, that's what you got to ask the inspector. That's their Ooh, job. That's a great idea. Yeah. Hey, just like inspector. slip it in there. Yeah. Check for spectral beings. Yeah. In spectral beings. Ooh. That's probably what they're originally for inspectors <laughs> was to check for ghosts. Yeah. So, um, I hope the I hope not everyone hears the uh, the washing machine or dryer finishing in the room next to me. And I hope our love of spirits lifted you as cold. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> but uh, I also, you know, I'm studying. Like today, we had the inspection on our house uh, for the Any like ghosts? our selling. No, I, well, oh, I, I've goodness. lived here long enough to question that and be fully confident that there is nothing in this house. Okay. Good. Uh, but. Uh, they they kicked us out of the house for like three or four hours. So I had to like go to a coffee shop, finish up work, and then study and for a good baby. few hours. Oh. Well, luckily, Heather was able to go to... Uh, Heather and I split up for that. Heather went to our neighbors, and our neighbors very into kids. And so she kind of worked with her, and then I just studied. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't too bad. But uh, that's kind of what my day is like. It's like wake up, kind of tend to Beck a little bit, and then work... If I have a lunch break, I work on jewelry to catch up on that. And then after my lunch break, I get back to work. And then during the end of work, I study for at least two hours. And then after work, I take Beck for about an hour and yeah. kind of just take it, take her off Heather's hands. And then after that, it's like, it seems like there's one thing after the other. And um, it's handleable, but we're coming to a head in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's tricky. Yeah, so I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I just got to learn how to balance more. And uh, it, it makes it a lot more complicated when I'm studying. And I'm in a month or so. Like, I'm less than a month to my exam now. Uh, but when that's all done, when the studying's done, and then, you know, on top of all that, there's like, we're starting to pack. Yeah. Uh, you know, podcast stuff. But I would say podcast stuff doesn't take up too much time. I was a little... Okay, so... I texted you earlier. Hey, you down to record mm -hmm. tonight? It's our, and then you're like, hey, but it's your anniversary. Are you? Do you want to do yeah. that? Aren't you going to spend time with Heather? And I told you that Heather and I had intended to uh, celebrate Saturday. Celebrate Saturday, mm -hmm. and and then like I was hanging out with Heather like 30 minutes ago, and she was like, I feel like we haven't even hung out all day, and I'm like, oh. And right. she's like, this isn't about like celebration. She's like, this is just about hanging. And so we we determined that tomorrow night, we're just going to spend a lot of time together. And yeah. the nice thing is, is that my, uh, I have a project at work that is due tomorrow. So after work, I'll be like 
I'm done, you know, hanging up the, hanging up what I need to. And, uh, and then we're going to a diamondbacks game on Saturday. So that we're also celebrating for our anniversary. So, Uh, but it did like break my heart in a little way. I was like, Oh, I didn't see that. Like, because I was like, Oh, we're just celebrating Saturday and potential and like the rest of the week. But it is something when you have an anniversary and you really don't get to spend much time together after uh, like all of the work and stuff. But I learned a lesson. She wasn't like super bummed. She wasn't like mad at me. I think it was just like, hey, it is our anniversary and we really haven't spent much time together. Um, but we have um, things lined up. The funny thing is we're recording tonight um, uh, a day early, but tomorrow we had plans, but they actually just fell through. So I was like, oh, well, you know, we'll oh, we just spend that time tomorrow. tomorrow. What's yeah. that? So we yeah. could have recorded tomorrow. Okay. We could have, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm already entry buzzed. Okay, we're good. If you're buzzed, I'm good to go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this now. And I think she's understood that you know that tomorrow we're really going to take advantage of that free time. Then, well, I think that's uh, a sign of a you know a healthy relationship can give and take, right? mm -hmm, For sure. And 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 I what I realized what I really love about our relationship, me and Heather, is that she can bring up her hurts, and I can bring up my hurts, and we don't get over fluffed about it like we're just like she's like i feel like we haven't you know you know like jet puffed marshmallows fluffy like the lamest hallmark card ever you bring your hurts i bring my hurts we don't get fluffed yep hey i should sell that yeah yeah (laughs) anniversary on the outside and inside or no the outside says you get what was it again you You bring up your hurts i bring up my hurts inside says we don't get fluffed happy anniversary yeah that's brilliant No, I think no, it's, but, it's important. Yeah. Thing. Just, I mean, just a, a stable relationship. You just know, like, okay, like, you're gonna mess up. Yeah, it's gonna totally. happen. You can, mm-hmm. you know, there's gonna be little things where it's like you didn't see coming, or you didn't, like, you got focused on the wrong thing, and you hurt mm-hmm. the other person. But the other person knows you still love them, and yeah, you, and that you, you didn't you intend to hurt them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and well, I think I that's what like, I really love. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I, now I feel like a jerk for recording with you. Well, you say this, and you could just easily be like, "We're done. Let's just record tomorrow." Heather's got something else too, so that's the mm. other thing. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. 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 You're good. Are you fluffed? No, I'm not even <laughs> over fluffed. No, but uh, what else has been going on? I feel like I'm missing something. So I talked about that's, that's our enough house. right there. I, I know. did not want like half of that, man. Well, um, if we do get this house ahead of time, like like if we do get the offer accepted, mm-hmm. then that'll save us some money because when we were planning on living with her in-laws, we would have to set, send like a separate um, shipment uh, of things we need immediately and then things we oh, don't need yeah. until we move. Uh, so that'll save us like probably a solid thousand dollars of like a nice. uh, trailer, you know, connected to one of our cars or something like that. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. Works works a little bit crazy, but it's also slowing down. And like after tomorrow, it'll be really chill for the next month. While and that's nice. the best part about my department hey, and my stuff is that's that half the name of the podcast. Yes. Hey, and then I'll get really filtered. On Ooh, no. hey, that's the other. Name <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. But uh, it'll 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 calm down, and I'll be able to study. Uh, which is awesome because my job uh, very much values passing exams. And so they'll like cut your workload in half during the the month of your exam, just so you can like really focus and not just like, we're going to lower your workload. No, they're like, 
we're going to uh, like go under what you probably even could handle so that you can get this exam passed. We much prefer you to nice. pass this exam awesome. than to be super productive this month. Uh, so I feel blessed. And uh, yeah, so that's me. Cool. I think, I think that's everything. Cool. Beck's been, uh, Beck's been super smiley as always. And she started to do this thing where she'll be feeding and, mm -hmm. and Heather will be there and she'll just like, <laughs> this is, it sounds weird, but she'll like pop her head off and be like, hi. <laughs> like she'll look yeah. up at Heather and be like, hi, uh, I love you. And she's, that's just her style in general. She'll just stop and just be like, hi. <laughs> and nice. I love it. It's awesome. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Um, man. Went went to uh, the family cabin last weekend. Yeah, that's right. I just, saw some pics. Uh, it's kind of what we needed. Just mm -hmm. you know, we, when we go to the like the girls, we we have like their little Amazon Kindle Fire tablet things, yeah. and they only get them on road trips. Yeah, and so we went to the cabin. It's about two hours, and they got in the V car. And then when we get to the cabin, we were like, you know what, like extra treats and no limits on your tablet you know your tablet and mm -hmm. screen stuff so it was nice we just chilled and like honestly it was cool because the girls you know tip if we were at home like they can get sucked into those things like every once in a while we pull them out where it's like it's a rough night like we just got to get something done here you go um uh -huh. but we're and like they didn't for a bunch you know it was nice they, they did a little bit we had a lot of fires we went for a hike nice just forgot about stuff for a little while so it was I nice had a good weekend and then uh yeah, just kind of hanging out. We have a so uh, you know Papa G. Yeah, his uh, daughter, his only daughter, is at the hospital right now, mm. and she is giving birth. It looks like oh, they're nice. going to C section. So it's that's a good hospital. Of, well, it's half a good hospital. Yeah. So we've been uh, <laughs> we've been keeping up with them. So by the time the episode comes out, a new baby pop, a new nice. Houston, a Papa G's granddaughter will be born. So we're excited about that. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, like little exciting things little yeah. fun stuff like that oh so i have a new like just down or dead low for the week you know what oh, i no. hate cole you know what i hate cole being down or dead low i hate being down or dead low but you know what down or dead low hates to do uh eat um uh, clams no. you don't like clams oh clams are okay okay um sprinklers i had to like fix my sprinklers this week and i hate oh like irrigation sprinklers, sprinklers. Yeah. yeah yeah it's never fun it's never it's not like playing with legos right sprinklers yeah. suck it's just i guess in phoenix you guys don't really do sprinklers do you? we had sprinklers but we don't even own any grass anymore so we like the house had sprinklers but before we moved they installed fake turf so it's awesome dude that's but that's in virginia well, we might need some sprinklers i'm done with trying to keep grass alive like it's just sucks it's nice yeah. to run around with and play on with the kids but man <sighs> sprinklers suck you should move to virginia look at it virginia i texted you man virginia Dude, housing prices options man i mean much I better housing than what do you say bellingham where you're looking at mm -hmm. yeah yeah no houses are incredible in virginia for amazing prices but yeah. here's the thing that got me i started thinking about it mm -hmm. if i move to the east coast then when I want to watch Boise State football games at, that start at seven, that's not till nine, which means I have to stay up watching football till like midnight. Yeah. And then if I play in Hawaii, 
that game starts at like midnight and I got to stay up to like three in the morning to watch it. Like <sighs> football would struggle. kill me. Football yeah. would get me. But you'd get into other teams like UVA or tech or no. something. I don't know. Ugh. I hate Virginia no. tech. Yeah. <laughs> We we were like Virginia Tech in my mind. Like Heather went to University of Virginia, I went to James Madison University, mm-hmm. and Virginia Tech people. Here's the difference: like you know, I'm minding my own business, JMU, and Virginia Tech people are like, "We're better than you at sports and stuff." <laughs> like that's how it felt all the time. Where it's just like, cool. Did I go to James Madison to have a good football team? And they are good in their division, James Madison. Like they always mm-hmm. like really like top score. I don't know whatever division they're in, you know, but whatever. Yeah. 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 But, and then UVA has like some good sports, but like football is like, okay. Um, But like tech is like, we're better than you. And that's all they do. So if you went to Virginia tech, I'm sorry, but life's not all about sports. Yeah. (laughs) Get over it. So anyway, You ever watch short, short Circuit? No, I never heard of it. Johnny Five coming live? Nah. Los Locos kick your balls. Los Locos kick your face. No, no. <laughs> Los Locos kick your butt. Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls too out there space. Which is, I don't know why I thought of that. but I'm, I'm always down circuit, for those man. things. Johnny Five comes alive. I never watched short, short Circuit? Never even heard of it. Are you Is serious? it like a cartoon or something? No, it's a it's a movie about this robot on like tracks that become sentient and nice. What year? Save. It's it's like ET with a robot. Oh, I'm gonna huh. say probably like eighty eight, eighty nine. Huh? Never. Oh gosh, cool. Yeah. Now I feel old. Never even heard of it. Mm. But you're only like forty one. I'm just forty. Okay, good. Yeah. I thought you were and just you're 40. just 30. Because your birthday is January. Yep. Yeah. Like fourth? Fifth. Ah. Just like Johnny Five. So we're we're within a week of half birthdays. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yours is uh-huh. Uh-huh. June. No. Half birthday. I'm January, so June's what's one plus six? Seventh seven so you're the no that's not half then yeah half is six months away so january is the first month and then july is the seventh so june and december are opposite okay <laughs> yeah this is this is like <laughs> brain like yeah like even like last week just hey, like thanks for tuning in this is boring this yeah. is math with uh <laughs> cole and robbie yeah <laughs> anyway yeah all right man yeah but i'm glad uh I'm glad you had a good time with the cabin too we did. i saw some cute pics of the kiddos yes lots of fun that's lots cool fun. how's okay I, if i may interrupt and before okay. we get to the break uh how is having amara at school dude i love it that's good glad to hear it. it she yeah she pops into the room and she's it's just nice to be with her and I'll walk by like she and she's at an age where it's still excited. She's like, "That's my dad." And nice. like, she's like, Hi, Mars dad. I'm like, uh-huh. so it's still it's fun. So I I love it. I love having her there, and That's she's cool. doing really well. And it's nice because her teachers are like, if I see her teachers, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Amara's so great." And she's so, smart. 
She's a smart girl and she's cute yeah. and yeah. lovable. She's got it all. So she she's does. got those, she's awesome. those uh, Ethiopian running legs. Yeah. She's, How's she doing in track? Or cross country. cross country. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. She's like, it's it's fun because she's finally found this competitive spot where she's nice. like, I want to do better. So she's competing with herself, which is a good trait to have, I think. Yeah. yeah so that's awesome. Good. No, that's I'm cool. loving it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time for a little break. Unless we have anything else we want to talk no, about. No, speaking of I feel like our energy is low and I don't want to be low. I feel like we're I feel like we're chill, man. Okay, cool. Chill filter. Like, like yeah. it's not it's not too high, not yeah. too low. It's just That's the middle good. of the week. I mean, okay. that is that is why we um named or I didn't name the podcast. That's why Adam named the podcast Chill Filter because it was two chill guys. Two chill So guys. we're chill today, you know. We're not we're not a uh, amped we're filtered. We're not um, you know, uh I don't know. Wow. What are some other adjectives? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just go to break here. <laughs> so let's set it to break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about Bell Mead honey cask. So here we go to break. Uh, we're welcome back. We are after the break, and a, a big uh, note to get to. Nothing too crazy, but uh, it is crazy. It's awesome. Uh, huge shout out and huge thank you to John Hughes of Embellished Podcast. Uh, he provided the samples we're drinking today, and he has a killer podcast himself. He is a baller. So, a team callback. Yeah. So the, the word of the day is John Hughes. Uh, what we're drinking today, we haven't like, I guess the, the true technical term, at least according to their website from Bellmead is uh, Bellmead bourbon honey cask finish. And uh, this is very surprisingly our uh, first Bellmead product on the podcast. Uh, we've never done. I'm sorry. I'm like distracted because my, my uh, mic was like, lighten up but now it's not i don't know whatever whatever i hear matter. you so you go through the mic it's good okay good uh yeah very surprisingly our first bell mead product on the podcast we've never done anything from that distillery uh or have we mm-hmm. I, am i hinting at bourbon sourcing maybe mm-hmm. i am we'll see but let's first talk about the history of the distillery so the distillery is called nelson's Greenbrier distillery and so I want to go deep into the history for this one. And I was happy with what turned out. Uh, first off, there was a man named Charles Nelson who was born in 1835 in Germany. So I, I, I looked up this crazy story and there's this crazy story about his dad who apparently owned a soap and candle company factory in, in Germany. And he had some money, uh, but decided that he wanted to move to America. And, uh, and this is when Charles, his oldest son, the guy behind the distillery, Charles Nelson, uh, when he was 15 years old. And so it is said that his dad cashed in all their possessions, all the, uh, what do you call it? The, the factory and all that stuff for like gold. And he kept it on his person, uh, while they were like going across the country. He wanted to keep it like, like literally close to the chest. So no one would like steal his gold. Uh, but then it said, apparently, there was this storm that came across the boat that they were traveling to America on. 
and his dad went off the edge of the boat and couldn't get the gold off in time to not sink to the bottom of the ocean, Jeez. which is crazy. But I don't know if that's true or not, whether it is or not. Charles Nelson did come to America at age 15 without a dad and with only the clothes on his back. He didn't really have any money. Um, and uh, But it's one of those you know stories where they're like started with nothing and then worked his way up uh stories like that he got Fievel. into a few like what's american, that american tale with fievel yeah exactly yeah. exactly fievel goes west and <laughs> he he got into like a few trades and like skills in cincinnati ohio like butchering and distilling but eventually moved to nashville in the 1860s and started a grocery store or actually the 1850s i read that wrong uh, started a grocery store selling meat, coffee, and whiskey in particular. And he did pretty well for himself, but decided he was just solely going to do whiskey. And he uh, bought the distillery that was making what he was selling in his grocery store. And he bought that distillery in Greenbrier, Tennessee, and started just killing it um, in the like whiskey world. Uh, apparently, in 1885, Nelson was selling over 2 million bottles that year, which is crazy in the 1880s. Like, insane. Yeah, uh, yeah just, just doing well, especially for Tennessee. Uh, but you know who, what killed it all in the end? Take a guess, Robbie. It's Halloween's coming up, so Pennywise? Yeah, almost. Um, in I think he died pretty soon after that, but the distillery kept going and his wife took over it. But what really woman. killed it was prohibition. <sighs> prohibition. Sorry, mm -hmm. that was sexist. Prohibition yeah, yeah, yeah. killed it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. And um, he, but the, the crazy thing is, it wasn't the 1920 prohibition. This was the 19 Tennessee prohibition. Tennessee, 19 Tennessee prohibition. Mm -hmm. Which started Gosh. over a decade earlier, earlier than the nationwide prohibition. So that started mm -hmm. in 1909. Awesome. So everything yeah. shut down for Nelson's Briar, yeah, Briar, Green Briar Distillery. <laughs> um, but so I bet you're wondering, you know, if that shut down in Tennessee prohibition, why are we talking about Nelson's Green Briar Distillery these days? Because it got revived in 2009 uh, when Charles Nelson's actual descendants, I believe uh, Bill Nelson was his great, great grandson. And his two sons, Bill's two sons, Andy and Charlie, saw their destiny in making good whiskey and reviving the Nelson's Greenbrier distillery name. And that distillery is now in Nashville. Or is it huh? a distillery? But yeah, I imagine they, they distill some stuff, but they source all, pretty much all their whiskey from MGP. And they, but I, they have been quite praised in their selection of good barrels. And they do a few uh, good cask finish bourbons these days uh, where they, you know, take the whiskey from MGP and then secondary finish it something else. Uh, they, I looked up some that were like pe peach brandy casks, uh, tequila cask finishes on bourbon. I don't know how to pronounce this, but Tanat, Tanat Cass, which is apparently from, uh, it's a wine that's uh, from specific wine grapes uh, in Southern France. Uh, but they also, uh, one of the finishes they do is what we're drinking today. And we are drinking Bellmead bourbon, honey cask finish. So they've done this a few different years, but each year is different. This is the 2021 release we're drinking. 
they partnered with Truby Honey Farm in Arrington, Tennessee, nice. and they get so, they got some barrels uh, from them that were used to age honey, like barrel aged honey. But the barrels they use the that the honey company used were actually Bell Mead barrels to begin with. So they started Bell Mead barrels, gave them to the mm-hmm. honey people, and then took them back, uh, emptied out all the honey. Uh, but then they finished their bourbon in the honey barrels, if that makes sense. Uh, unknown age on this one, but it's assumed it's over 10 years. Uh, but the finishing took, uh, according to the website, it took six to eight months, depending on the barrel. Then a total of seven barrels went into this batch, uh, cast strength at 106 proof altogether. Uh, John might be able to correct me on this, but I believe he spent somewhere around 175 for the bottle. Holy. Uh, and I believe John Hughes waited in line because this is only, you can only get this at the, the, the bottle shop at on site. Uh, so thanks so much, John. Mm-hmm. Um, and it runs for a lot more secondary because it's so rare, but I imagine it's really good and I don't know what to expect, but, uh, I'm ready to, have you already poured it? I did pour it. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. well, I am going to rip the seal. This will be my cork pop. Because uh, freaking well, John thing. Hughes got a, a cool um, like shrink wrap top to this Dude, cool okay. sample bottle. Not only that, and then like oh, here it is. He prints stickers with yeah, the sample on it. What a baller! It's... There we go. So much of a baller. So John, yeah. thank you so much. Like yeah, John, thank you. I, I just you know it it blows my mind that we have people like John. Seriously listening to our show yeah. that are like we just I, sometimes like for me at least i feel like we That's throw i throw this together i know you do a lot more for this the show cole but i'm like we got a guy like john who's just like on top of his game yeah he's so. he plans he, he words he things does oh my gosh yeah speaking of which i i promoted on our story tonight it already happened but check out some of his uh in his uh youtube lives he's doing yeah one last week uh, he went to the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Yeah. And I uh, was just talking about it. Guy's full of information. Again, yeah. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's probably my favorite whiskey podcast outside of Chill Filtered. Hey, that's the name of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Give me the old swirly poo here. It's uh, nice and sweet. This, honestly, it. oh, I forgot to mention most of uh, MGP's stuff is high rye i want to say in the 60 realm for corn i want to say 30 percent rye and the rest is malted barley so not much of malted barley but also really high rye like 30 percent rye is a lot of rye yeah there's a little spiciness to it for sure yeah that hit me with alcohol right there 106 proof you know i mean it's not it's not crazy it's not high outrageous. but it is cast strength yeah well and that's the thing too is like you never know like certain i i, I mean I don't, I don't even know what that means but like you get you can get some really high proof stuff that does not yeah. taste or smell high proof. Mm-hmm. You can get some low proof stuff. For sure. Like, for sure. I, yeah, it's there. But so I don't know. But this is, it's got uh, some alcohol on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but it's got some sweetness to it. It's pleasant. Uh, it's hard to, there is, I think the alcohol is uh, taken over a little bit, but Ooh. not in an impl- unpleasant way. I, um, I get a little bit of sweetness. And just standard bourbon, uh, but I can tell it's a high rye. There are some rye notes that I can get off. Ooh, I like Robbie's face, so I'm gonna go for a sip. Oh man, 
this gives Cole a second. Oh, Cole's face. Too. <laughs> this is Hubba what? Oh my gosh. It hits Holy like crap. I got to go for another drink sip here. Talk about the mouthfeel. I mean, you don't Seriously? have to, like it's crazy no. math mouthfeel. It is. This is it's like it's like honey. <laughs> it, it, well, it's like so for me I got like um wow. Okay, so there's sweet tarts and then mm. there's shock tarts. Do you know what nice. shock tarts are? Yeah, heck yeah. Shock tarts. Uh -huh. Shock tarts it like so it was really tart on my palate. Mm -hmm. And at first like mouthfeel wise like it just felt really cool on my mouth yeah. first. and then it's just this tartness that really gets in there, but that's still sweet and lots of honey. There's definitely that honey flavor there. Yeah. Um, have you ever had this iced wine? Good. Yes. Okay. So this reminds me of like an iced wine almost where mm -hmm. it's just like, you can tell it's higher proof, but that sweetness is really there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go for another sip here, but man, this oh my goodness, I I I gotta go for another sip myself because this is like dense, honey like dense, but the mouthfeel is like rich, and that that rich is usually a flavor description, but this is like so rich and oh, it's man. so good. I I I gotta really pull out some more notes, but like the mouthfeel is like the first thing that I noticed, like right off the bat. It was warming. It was just rich. Yeah. Ooh, I got a little is, honey on that nose. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It uh, it is so hubba what It's so different. Mm -hmm. This is you know we've we've had a lot of whiskeys. Mm -hmm. This one hits on a different level for sure. It really it's does. Unique. Um, I get a slight bitterness at the very end, but not much. Um, but man, it just, it's like this, it's a punch to the palate for sure. Yeah. Uh, lots of honey. Yeah. Lots of reminds honey. Me of like a nice wine, mm. um, but it's still like, it's got traditional bourbon flavors too. Or I would say it's more, sure. like, more on the apple side than like the vanilla or caramel, but a little more like that Welch's white grape that I go to a I lot. I can get behind that. You're yeah. getting some good notes today, Robbie. And you usually do, but these are these are on point. Shock tarts, oh, white grapes, Welch's white grapes. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, this is very honey like. I really like you know when you just like pour a little honey on your nose or or not your nose. <laughs> right up the nose. <laughs> Came out of my mouth. I'm like, why did I say that? Now Robbie's dying. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever poured honey on my nose. <laughs> Let it drip down. <laughs> Wait, you've never done that? Oh, it's tradition no, yeah. for... Oh. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, when you pour honey on your tongue or like uh, take a spoonful of honey, it's like it kind of just like the flavors there. I mean, this is... This is just rich and I love mm -hmm. it. I love a good sweet bourbon and this is right up my alley. I, I got to pour more because I'm just sipping this up with the neat pour. I'm loving it. Yeah. No, I'm going to try to pour less. It's, so I do get like a weird bitter aftertaste that kind of lingers for a while. Initially up front, everything is great. I mean, it's... it's oh, I guess I am weird. getting a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Um, and you said, so this is just finished in... Honey. Like honey. the barrels were used for aging honey and then they emptied the barrels out okay yeah so 
It's interesting because um, I think the other thing that you can kind of compare it to that I can think of is like, uh, what's the what's the Jack Daniels honey flavored whiskey kind of Jack thing? Daniels honey or Jack honey? Yeah, so it's similar to that for sure. Mm. Um, when you have that though, there's definitely like an artificial kind of a taste yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have an, and it's underproof. Taste. Uh, that's true, yeah, because that's like thirty yeah. percent like probably something it's like, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this it it's got that similar profile, mm-hmm. but in a sharper, richer, for sure kind of a way for yeah. Oh man, it's it's very densely compacted of that kind of flavor. And I, you know, like honey and bourbon, I feel like they're not a bad idea. Um, so someone did it, and I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah, so I just gave the uh the water or a sniff and a swirl and honey shows up. I similar notes to the meat pour, but uh, honey is the big one. Also. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little vapory in terms of alcohol, but uh, besides that, yeah, I'm going to go for a sip. You know, Cole, I notice you're drinking out of your chill filtered Glencairn. Mm-hmm. Is that your chill filter, Karen? Not this one specifically, oh, okay. uh, but they they're the same the same one. This one just doesn't have the label or the logo the on logo. it. Okay, I still haven't found mine. Oh man, uh, with water, yeah, I know it's kind of bumming me out. Uh, with water, though, I think the honey is a lot more pronounced. The sip was great. Yeah, I what might even like the water pour a little better on the palate. Mm. Uh, it thinned it out, but in a like the flavor shows up in different ways, more thin. Um, yeah. Oh, with a couple drops of water. Mm-hmm. Not quite getting the bitterness like I was. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I feel like that proof is perfect for a few drops. Yeah, and it's just a lot. It, like it's a lot warmer. Mm-hmm. Like it just. And it gets a little more viscous on the on the uh, mouthfeel, yeah, and just kind of warms the mouth a lot more. Like For it just sure, coats your mouth almost. Um, this is I, I so we've talked about this before. There's certain whiskeys that are great the first few sips, but if you poured yourself two fingers in a normal old fashioned glass, would this last? Mm-hmm. Or would it be overwhelmingly? sweet and sugary i think it's almost too much i agree i mean i love these first pours but i think if i were to pour two fingers that wouldn't be my favorite thing to pour two fingers of no so i'm not saying it's bad no that's that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying you want to you want to pour small amounts for every time you sip this yeah but again this is like one of the latest hub of what's like we haven't had a hub of what for a Mm -hmm. while where i'm just like this i mean it hits so many And I love sweet whiskeys, yeah. Yeah, but it's it is rich for sure. This is mm-hmm. you know, this is like a German chocolate cake. Do you eat one piece? Yes. I Do you just, eat two? No, maybe not. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say it's like when you're a kid, you're like, if I was when I'm a parent, I'll let my kid have chocolate mm-hmm. and I, or cake and ice cream for every meal. And then yeah. Like when you're depressed and 20 and you're eating cake and chocolate ice cream every meal you're like this is not good yeah it's like uh matilda where uh the kid she's like oh yeah you like chocolate cake 
well, you're going to eat a whole chocolate cake. And then he does. But at, in the middle of it all, he's like, and I don't he, like, think I like this And Matilda cake. makes her butt chugging. Yeah, exactly. That's a it's great just, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but this is, so it's definitely like, if you can get a pour of this, get a pour of it. Oh, totally. Sure. I would wait it, in line for this. Oh Heck my yeah. gosh. Um, But it's not, it's not. You're not going to finish this bottle. Like if it was oh, even if it was no. a cheap bottle, you're not going to sit down with a couple buddies and finish this bottle one night and go like, "Oh man, we finished the bottle." Like no, you'll. No. It's so rich and yeah. dense and delicious that I think it's it's like a dessert. Like yeah, this it really is, is. This is a great dessert drink. That's this is probably the number one dessert whiskey if you ask mm-hmm. me. Now I'm ready to drop this cube. Plink, a plink, um. I don't know if ice is doing this justice. It, it oddly made it cooler. Weird. Yeah. But I think it, it definitely. The nose is gone. Nose is gone. And, and like on the, I mean, it's still, it's, it's still really good. Yeah. Um, sipping wise, but it's okay. just, it's just not there. It's it. I would say at this point, it is kind of like you took that Jack Daniels honey mm-hmm. and put it, in a eight ounces of water into that, and it's just, it's just, you're not getting a lot out of it. To the yeah. extent you did with the neat in the in the water, but for sure, do you get a little bit of oak showing up? I can, yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. Everything that was great about the neat and potentially a few dro- water drop pour is kind of gone. That sweetness is still there. Like I. Let's just say this, but not like we talked was. about, you know, we talked about the other ones being like, you only drink so much this. Mm-hmm. I could even drink less of, but maybe it's because I've had a few sips of the water and neat yeah. that I'm just like hitting my limit of the sweet, you know, um, mm-hmm. richness of it. Uh, but this is like too sweet, to be honest. Um, well, I don't know if it's too sweet, but it's let me just, try it again. It's not. So I think the what the neat and the water had going for it is it just hit like especially neat is just like boom pow here I am mm-hmm. and it's just like this profound burst of of flavors and you're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh um, and I think water definitely muted that but mm-hmm. also improved it in the, the viscosity and just like a mellow like a little bit more mellowing of it where you can appreciate the flavor yeah. and ice just kind of. Kind of killed it. Yeah, I don't want to recommend ice at all. Yeah. But now that we've collected all that data, mm-hmm. what do you give this as a score? I got to think about this myself. This is a tricky one. It is because like we talked it's, about, it's really good for our first few pours or first few steps. So but here's like, the thing. Yeah. I, I look at it and I go for hub to what status of just mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. try this. Absolutely. This this on a hub of what this is like a nine point two for me. Yeah, for sure. Just like, I'm oh with my you. gosh, this is great. As a daily drinker, Mm-mm. this is it's too much. Right. It really it's is. probably like a seven nine for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of split the difference here a little bit. I'm just gonna go eight point four. This is really good. It's I mean, you if you have an opportunity to try it, try it for sure mm-hmm. because it's gonna hit you in a couple of different ways. And you're like, oh my gosh, right? Um, if you have an opportunity to buy it, probably yeah. if you're, you know, if it's a, if it's in your price range, but yeah, um, it is really sweet. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you got, Cole? What are you thinking? 
I'm feeling the same kind of thing. I am going to go a little higher than that. I think, okay. you know, fair. if like what one of our rating things is that uh, we don't like, I really don't like it with yeah. ice, um, but I, I would try to rate it on its best pour. And I think its best pour was kind of a tie between water and meat. I do yeah, think it was Hubba to what, right. and I want to rep that. <clears throat> so I'm just going to say a straight 9.0. Okay. Uh, I do really like it. I do love a sweet whiskey. And the heat was perfect, especially for the water and ice or water and neat. And, but like I said, there's some bottles that I can drink all night. And there's some bottles that I can drink not even a finger of and be happy with. And this is one of those ones where I would drink an ounce and be stoked, you know, mm -hmm. and that's about it. I wouldn't go beyond an ounce in a uh, typical sitting for a bottle like this. So, um, yeah, like I said, I love a sweet bourbon. This is it. This is one of the sweetest I've ever had. Uh, and it's good. Like I really love the, the yeah. mouthfeel, especially that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, wow, this is like so rich and like viscous and also honey like, and that's why I really loved it. But yeah, just 9.0 for me. All right. I'm changing mine because you're right. Okay. We rated on the best. And if I just poured myself the neat and maybe the water, I'm going to go 8.9. I need to come up okay. because you're right. hundred percent. So yes, this is phenomenal, but again, not going to drink it all night. Yeah. If you do drink it all night, good on you. Let us know because yeah. <laughs> John's like, it's already day. gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, John, this is a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal pour. So glad we got to try it. Huge. Thank uh, you. Really good. And again, if you see this, it is worth the sh worth worth going after. Like if yeah. you see it at a bar, I, mean, I would wait hours shelf, in line for oh, this one. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is one that you want to keep on your shelf just to be like, you know, show there's off, a whiskey yeah. drink here. And just, yep, show it off and be like, mm -hmm. just take a sip. Yeah, and for just sure. Blow someone's mind because this is really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and if you can't find good. this, uh buy some Jack Daniels, whatever honey and, and pour distill some vodka again. in it and yeah. boil that down a little. I don't know. No, boiling yeah. it down would get rid of the alcohol before the sweetness. Right? Distill it. Distill it. Yeah. Just distill pull out your still and just <laughs> go at it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is awesome. Thank you, John. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it. John. For sure. Um, or you know what it's called? It's called Tennessee honey. That's right. It's not just Jack honey. It's Tennessee honey, but this is a better Tennessee honey. Than Jack Daniels, honey. This is like the perfect hot toddy for someone who just like a good point. Yeah. Right. You're like, you want a hot toddy that's already at 106 proof? <laughs> Drink this. Let me throw it in the that's what we should have done with this one. Is throwing it in the microwave for uh, a <laughs> No, for sure. So uh, right. I think it's time, Robbie, for our next segment of the show. We like to call Whiskey World News. <laughs> All right, this is the part of the show called Whiskey World News, where we read, we read an article and we talk about it. This one comes from foodandwide.com, and it's written by Maria Yagoda, and it's titled, How to Choose Whiskeys for Your Home Bar According to a Pro. There's never been a better time to be a whiskey drinker in America. From exceptional craft bourbons to rare Japanese whiskeys, the market continues to expand and diversify, leaving the consumer in somewhat of a bind. Which whiskey to choose? Huh. That sounds oh. like our next segment of the show. <laughs> During her whiskey tasting and food, her whiskey tasting at the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen, 
Uh, star mixologist Alba Huerta walked attendees through some of the, her favorite bottles on the market. Huerta, who is the owner of award-winning bar Julep in Houston, Texas, has never been impressed more impressed with the average drinker's knowledge of whiskeys, in part due to the pandemic, which forced many people to become their own bartenders. Hmm. I have seen consumers become more educated than ever, she said. You've taken the Zoom classes, you purchased your own bar at home, you have your own selection of spirits. If you'd like to continue filling out your collection, follow her tips below for choosing the perfect whiskeys for your home bar. She says, first, pay attention to history. Part of the fun of whiskey is drinking and learning the unique history behind each bottle. So make sure you fill your home bar with bottles that tell stories. One of the highlights of Huerta's tasting was Uncle Nearest Whiskey, which is made in Lincoln County process. And we don't need to go through that because we've done that plenty. But agreed. History is a fun part of having something on the bar. Which then she very says, much matches up with one of our, we'll get to it in a bit, but oh one of our goodness. answers. This yeah, is from, perfect. This yeah. is like a little Lego clicking into place. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> then she says, don't forget Japanese whiskey. We're just saying praises of the Centauri, Japan's first and largest whiskey brand, founded in 1923. To kick off the tasting, she started with a Centauri whiskey toki, served in refreshing low ABV cocktail. Moving on. She says, choose whiskeys with diverse ranges of ABVs. If you plan on making cocktails, you want to have a variety of whiskeys, not only with different flavor profiles, but also different ABVs. At Julep, she factors in the strength of whiskeys when crafting cocktails. Gotta agree there. Then mm-hmm. she says, go for an American single malt. This is a category which I is particularly excited about. It's a fascinating category that's been growing for us a long time here in the United States out of the Pacific Northwest, she said. Oh, yeah. Westward whiskey has been really behind the movement of putting American single malts into your hand. Uh, the term refers to that is distilled in the single U.S. distillery using 100% malted barley, and they're based out of Portland. Have you heard of Westward? Yeah, we actually have a uh, sample waiting for us. Uh, ben uh, Klepsig sent us some Westward. Friggin' Ben. Oh Friggin' my Ben. What a guy. What a... Anyway. Baller. <laughs> Go on. Oh, man. I can't wait to see... Never mind. Uh, I was going to say... <laughs> can't wait to see that guy's Bush's baked beans, but that sounds gross. <laughs> Bush's baked beans. <laughs> that's going to be our next segment. Show us our bu- your Bush's baked beans. I think that's going to make the uh, the live... What do, what do they call that? The... Uh... The stories? Pre- the, stories? No, the, the, the preview <laughs> a clip. No, I don't know. In the anyway, beginning cold. of the podcast. You, you yeah, yeah, called yeah, it the cold open. The cold cold open. open. Go on. The coal. The you just got open. cold. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much the article there, though. But Cole, any, any thoughts on that there? If you're going to start a home bar, well, wait a minute. Don't answer that question. But uh-huh. any thoughts on the article? Yeah, yeah. I think they got some good points. Is like, especially the storytelling part whiskey is half about the story yeah. even you know like some of my favorite like even talking about uh single malt uh american single malts it's like you know we loved el or delbach and we loved dorado and stuff like that but like even just telling the story of what they did with mesquite is so mm-hmm. cool to me and just like yeah. all right this guy <clears throat> this guy like you know Stephen paul he decided to you know make single malt whiskey but instead of <laughs> i'm like i'm like getting tired or something i don't even know but he made it decided to make single malt whiskey and then he's like trust me on this i'm gonna use mesquite wood instead of peat and Wasn't his wife that said it no yeah yeah he did that's yeah, the case like, yeah, yeah. Hey, honey yeah yeah 
that's how it works. Come on, I need you to mesquite smoke this whiskey. Yeah, that's that's. Did you mesquite the whiskey yet? Yeah, yeah. I'll get to it next weekend, honey. You said you'd get to it last week. I know. (laughs) I hope Steven hits us up, and it'll be like, yeah, that's not how my wife speaks, or something like that. Uh, but uh, what was I thinking? Do you know that Heather and I? I think we've talked to you about this. Heather and I have this joke where we like pretend to be the other person. And Marco in Casey, he knows very well about this. Of like, man, 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 my name's Heather, and I happen to know everything. And and it's like the man, perfect, you, you the perfect impression of Heather. Your honeymoon? I we probably did, but not, you got to know when to pull that out. We got to know when to pull that because you don't pull that out if you're in like a fight. But sometimes yeah. if the fight is like light, you can like change yeah. the mood with a joke like that. If um, the fight is light. Yeah. If the fight is light and you got hurts good. and I got hurts and we're not over fluffed. You know everything. <laughs> Baby, no, you do. <laughs> yeah. But so. if, the, if, the, if the fight's not light, she's going to stick a boot in your butt. Yeah. That's the American way. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like nothing like alluding to a good old toby keith joke uh, oh man but uh yeah i i do think the story to go back a minute or two ago i do think the story <laughs> of a whiskey is very back, important though. and uh and i think like that's the thing is like here's the thing when people see my collection, they may or may not be impressed. I think more so they're impressed when they see it based on the size. Cause I have like 70 bottles on my shelf. Uh, I think they're more impressed by the size than what's on the shelf sometimes. And I do have some killer bottles on the shelf, uh, but not everyone might recognize what George T. Stagg is or, uh, you know, E.H. Taylor uh, cured Oak is or something like that. But um, I think they're impressed when I know a lot about each bottle. And can talk yeah. about each bottle. I think that's like, in a way, that's much cooler for me than like pouring a bottle for someone is like pouring a bottle and then saying like, let me tell you about this bottle. Uh, I yeah, think that I means a lot to the people that are drinking it too. So I think that's really what stuck with me about that article. It's like, there's so many bottles you could put on there. Uh, but it's, I think the story is super important, especially to novices. And like doing tastings for those people, like talking about what peated whiskey, what makes that different than normal scotch or something like that. I think that's kind of cool. I think it's right. You know, starting, especially in a home bar, like, so I was at a friend's house a few months ago Mm -hmm. and they knew I like whiskey. So they bought just like, oh, I saw this bottle of Uncle Nearest whatever and yeah i was like oh you know i just bringing up the story of it and they're like like, fawn weaver i was like well listen to the podcast and you'll know how i know that because cole informed me uh Uh, but it's one of the things where it's like you you can start talking about the story behind this and that you know even like i mean you can get a cheap bottle and and you start talking about like an aspect of the story because there's a lot of history there and people kind of get pulled into that and they like yeah totally and then like people would show up and you know the gal i was talking to uh would be like oh hey try this whiskey robbie tell them that story and it was like there you go so yeah anyway that's yeah that. tell them about george remus who killed his wife and got away with it speaking of george remus let's go ahead and let's shift over to <laughs> what whiskey would you choose last week we talked about which history which whiskey has your favorite backstory and i went with remus volstead with george remus killing his wife 
getting away giving with cars, getting away with it, and giving cars to other gentlemen. And uh, no, no, cars to women, diamonds to gentlemen. Is that what it was? Yeah, he would give no, uh, I'm... the men diamonds and the women cars. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and he was also like super cross-eyed, and I was like, "No, I meant to give it to her. And I meant to give that to him." <laughs> <laughs> Little unknown story from the Volstead episode. Um, and then Cole went with Old Fitzgerald, who is uh, what? What's his name? He was Johnny Fitzgerald, Johnny Fitzgerald uh, who would steal barrels from Stitzelweller and the bonded uh, warehouse government yeah. bonded warehouse agent. Piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the best ones. Anyway, Cole won with this one. How Not much? Surprisingly. Uh, 62 to 38%. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's yeah. a big difference. But I mean, like, you know, Old Fitzgerald probably has a little bit more of a well-known story than Yeah, for sure. So more people know about Old Fitzgerald. At least recognition for sure. And then I uh, got some good write-ins. Marco and Casey, who you mentioned earlier, uh, said, Art Bags, you know, chill filtered <laughs> podcast edition. I'm like, yeah. That hurts. That's uh, every time I think of Art Bags. I think of that. So, yeah, where uh, I it, believed that it was partially aged in space. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, who's S S J? Oh, uh, Sean Ciaro. Yeah, Sean Ciaro. Gosh, I'm awful mm-hmm. with remembering nah, stuff. Good. Okay, so Sean Ciaro. I knew it was a regular. Uh, went yeah. with Dalmore. The story behind the stag on every bottle. King Alexander the Third specifically. And I don't know this. So no, um, I don't I'm, either. And we actually have uh, Alexander the Third uh, on our wait list or on our yes. um, so whatever that you call makes it. Me, that that piques my interest for sure yeah and we've never and done dalmore yet so yeah yeah um which makes me feel like we should pick it but it's not coming up Don't not worry. next week. not yet not yeah. yet that's de- we get the scotches like probably november we'll get more scotches right yeah yeah something like that and anyway and then john who's over to embellish pod went with uncle nearest fawn weaver is the best product storyteller in the whiskey period that's pretty cool and if you don't follow fawn weaver you need to on instagram yeah. because she She's just a fun follow and, and pretty yeah, amazing. Sure, so, anyway, that was last week. This week, Cole, mm-hmm. what whiskey would you choose? If you're going to start, you got to pick one whiskey for your starting a home bar. Mm-hmm. What whiskey are you going to pick to start your home bar? Now, you got to rem- remind you this is not just a whiskey that you want to have to like share with folks, it's a whiskey that you might use for cocktails as well. So, if you got to pick. Yeah. One whiskey. What's it going to be? So I'm going to stick by what I said, where it was like, you ha- it has to have a story behind it as well. Mm-hmm. But it also has to be good for cocktails and also sipping neat. So I got to think about this one a little bit. Part of me wants to say Eagle Rare. <laughs> um, but I'm going to not go with that this week. Because, but Eagle Rare has got a cool story. And, but would, and you, like, would you mix Eagle Rare and cocktails at this point? Uh, you know, I literally thought about that today. I think yeah. like my my entry buzz today was Eagle Rare. And I was okay. like, I need to stop mixing this stuff because I need to hang on to every single neat drop I can of Eagle Rare uh, because I only got like three bottles left and moving to Virginia is not going to help my Eagle Rare supply. Um, so I got to think of another one. And part of me thought of I don't know if I'll go with it, but part of me was like, I should go with Wild Turkey 101, but I'm actually not a diehard fan of Wild Turkey 101. So mm-hmm. I would not, even though I do have it on my shelf, I would not be like, hey, check out my Wild Turkey 101. It's got a cool story, really goes back far, started by, I believe, a, or no, Wild Turkey 101 wasn't started by a bean. 
It was started by a bird. A bird. A wild, wild turkey. Bird. He's a um, real wild one. Wild one. Um, let me th- do you have an answer? Because I'm not sure of mine yet. Okay, go ahead with <laughs> it. It's funny because I, I went in the same place you went. And instead of going with wild turkey 101, I'm going with wild turkey rare breed. Nice. I think it's easy enough to find that you can keep it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It is at a price point where you may yeah. not want to mix a cocktail with it, but, but it is easier to find and you mm-hmm. still could. You know, Eagle Rare, I can get Eagle Rare for cheaper than Rare Breed, but can I get Eagle Rare? Probably yeah. not. Right. So I'm going to go and, you know, you can make it. I, it's got a good sweetness to it. It's got a good uh, punch to it as well. Um, you can make a nice, you know, I don't make a lot of whiskey cocktails, but, I, you know, I can't think it would. It'd be bad with any of like, you know, uh, old fashioned or a whiskey sour, mm. you know, even just throwing in some Coke, a little bit, of, it goes a long way. So I'm going to go with a uh, rare breed. I like that. I like that. I still can't figure out what I would do. Plus the but bottle's it, cool looking too. Like the bottle looks good on the whiskey shelf. Yeah, it does. It's got that big cork, big wooden cork top. Uh, what would I drink? What would I rep? <laughs> this, this is, is really hard man yeah i normally always know where to like go with this i think um, i know where cole of two years would go for sure what's that you would be just buffalo trace because i asked you like what's i like when i first started getting into whiskey i, would, I said what should i get for cocktails yeah. and, and you said buffalo trace yeah but... i think i might go with that it's it's more accessible than eagle rare mm-hmm. it is never bad and you can mix it happily. And I could talk about the background of Buffalo Trace Distillery. And um, because, you know, there's so many great products that come out of the distillery. And I could talk about someone like uh, Freddie Johnson, who is a baller. <laughs> and um, your clinks are. Yeah, that was kind of weak. That's better. Cool. Your clinks are not much of a. Ooh, that was a nice ting. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I got the the. Oh, you got the Glencairn. full like crystal Glen Karen. Yeah, I don't you, know if these you, are like technically crystal. These stemless well, I think, ones. I think it's the stem. Like if I held it up here, that's true. It lets the reverberation go more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll go with Buffalo Trace, and I'll probably win this week uh, with that because <laughs> I feel like people people um, often choose what they like more as opposed to what they agree sometimes. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> what did you choose again? <laughs> well, I, I forget. Rare breed. No, actually, you have a chance here. You have a chance. Yeah, um, I know I do. I think I'm going to win this one. So I guess the what's left in this show is to figure out what we're going to drink next week. So next week, Cole. Mm-hmm. Next week is not going to be a big fancy thing like this, this or that or this or that or the other. It's going to be. Within the same distillery, ooh, showdown. Which is which is going to prevail? Mm-hmm. Old and Forester, same proof, right? Same proof. Old Forester, yeah. hundred proof bourbon, versus Old Forester rye, one hundred proof. Yeah, it's a couple hundreds. It's a geriatric nightmare. Beat down nightmare. Yeah, yeah. a geriatric. What starts with G? Uh, germanium. Yep, it's a geriatric germanium. Yeah. Insanium germanium. Here we yeah. go. So we'll post that this week. 
and uh, love to hear what you think. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that. Hit us so, up. That'll be a two pick Tuesday. Hopefully, not pushed to Wednesday like this week was. It happens. It happens. It but, does. Uh, usually, usually I flub it. This week, you know, you fluffed it. Yeah, I super I'm a little fluffed, fluffed about it. I know you're hurt, and I'm hurt, but we're not over fluffed. <laughs> so we'll I hope, <laughs> I hope, Robbie, that uh-huh. you're not over fluffed by me saying that you're hurt. Cool. I I hope that you get a wonderful anniversary after this episode on Thursday and Saturday. I hope that we get this house tomorrow. <laughs> I hope you do too. But most of all listeners, I hope that I our love of love spirits, spirits, but mostly whiskey, whiskey lifted, lifted your spirits. Your spirits. <laughs>